You are listening to John Gerica on SFM. All right, Proteas, South African women's team are in the West Indies looking to make an impact there. Let's find out about that series. They're supposed to be playing a match tomorrow. Uh, according to Crick Info, it's still to be announced. So hopefully there is a match tomorrow. The first T20 will be played on Tuesday. Uh, three T20s and five ODIs. Going to be busy for the South African women. Let's find out a little bit more with the under-19 and Women's National Academy coach, Denisha Devnerian, joins us again. Good chatting to you, uh, Denisha. Hi, John. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, really appreciate being on here. Uh, th- only three 320s, but five one-day internationals. These ladies have got some work ahead of them. Yeah, look, it's, uh, you know, it's quite a, a lengthy tour, which is good. I mean, if you look at your 50-hour World Cup, is coming up next. Preparations for the ODI is, is going to be key. I think what's the clever move or what will help us or assist us is that we say T20 so we can get all that jet lag and assess in the conditions out the way in the T20 game. So, obviously, you still want to play a competitive game cricket there. But, uh, yeah, look, the main focus is our ODI series leading up into the World Cup, and it's going to be a bounce of the series. Uh, tell us about the team. Is it is it the continuing strong South African women's team? Got some experience over in the in the 100 that's just recently happened in England? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the inclusion of Kasabato class, Chloe Tryon, uh, our skipper, Danae Fanikek. I mean, those are world-class, world-class names. And the way that they performed in the 100 is outstanding. I mean, they're in such good nick and coming out of injury into performance stages. It's, it, 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 it's actually only going to strengthen the team that we, we got back with India from. So, you know, all I'm going to say is good luck to the West Indies. <laughs> what do we know about the West Indies ladies team? Oh, it's definitely a dark horse. Eh? Um, look, they're a better T20 team. Uh, play very attacking, attacking brand of cricket, uh, very free-spirited. Just, I, I think, you know, when you, when you talk about the West Indies, what we see on TV or what we see is, is how they are, is how they go about their business. I'm going to call it and say we'll win both series, but the West Indies is definitely a dark horse. If you have the senior players stepping up on the day, they're definitely going to, you know, they're going to give us a run for the money. Mm. And obviously on their home ground as well. That, that'll be a huge advantage. Yeah, no, definitely. I think West Indies at home is difficult to, to defeat. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to stick with our guns. I think the way we prepared, the momentum we've been gaining over the last mm. two seasons, um, it's going to be a good series, actually. Uh, I love what you mentioned there, this momentum. It's, uh, the side, South African side, the protests just seem to be getting stronger and stronger. Uh, the big names are playing in international tournaments now. It's not just a little thing happening down south anymore. It, this is a force to be reckoned with in, in th- two or three years, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you look at the amount of competitions that's introduced into the women's format now, or the women's game, let me say that, uh, we've got international cricket full year now. I mean, the way that the game is, I mean, we had a chat early Jan when the protest was with West Indies. We had a chat after the India series. It is, it's, it's outstanding how fast the game is going. I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking women's IPL next, maybe a CPL in, in West Indies. Uh, you know, there's, there's a Hong Kong competition that's happening for women's cricket in Hong Kong. It's outstanding. I mean, there's a series between Thailand and Zimbabwe, Netherlands and Germany. I mean, it's country. You think, what? It's sad that SA Cricket is where it is at the moment because we, we, we've got these two great sides 
and it's all been overshadowed by a whole lot of things happening in the back back room, and and, may, and rightly so. We should know about this, but it's almost like this is being swept under the carpet by some really terrible things. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I suppose that's where we sport can get the limelight. That, you know, you can shine through it more. Um, there is things that obviously doesn't go our way, and things that we should celebrate, we don't celebrate enough, and yet we find five percent to complain about if we come a massive thing, but we can only hope that it gets better from you. Mm. Yeah, because you would think with, with the potential of a women's league, you mentioned the IPL women's league, but why can't we create a South African women's league and start it straight away and get some of the international players here? We've got the grounds, we've got the talent, we've got the weather. Oh, we've got beautiful facilities, we've got beautiful people, talent is here. We've got the WSL, which is a great initiative, but if we can just add some spice and get some international stars there, that's definitely something maybe as as a you know as association we can look into because that's going to create all the things that coaches find it so difficult to coach which is big match temperament you know the best playing against the best uh we talk about depths in south africa you know if we can get something like that going it's only going to it's only going to grow the sport more and we're going to produce better results uh, at the protein level and and at the bottom and we see what happened with 100. How many people packing into this final layer to watch cricket? Uh, yeah, that was, that was insane. I mean, that took me back to the World Cup final with Australia and uh, India at the MCG and now the 100 final. Mm. I mean, that's insane, you know. <laughs> and it's, it's actually quite scary because, you know, you're part of the system. Uh, you don't know where this game can take you. It's quite outstanding. I would love for us, like as South Africans, to try and mirror that, I don't think there's, there's any shame in that. Uh, but yes, you imagine being at the Wanderers with a full stadium and you got the South African T20 competition going on. Mm. That's going to spark some some flames. Yeah, with, with with some proper money backing, it doesn't have to be South African backing. You can have an international tournament hosted here. It just seems to me, it seems easy. I, I imagine putting on a world class sport tournament isn't, but it's almost like. It's, the product is selling itself now. There, there's great talent. You go, all right, we're going we're gonna to base it on uh, IPL 100, for example, and let, let's try and make some money. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. Or why, you know what I like about that concept? Even if it's not a you know, South African league or whatever it may be, but it's hosted in South Africa, mm. is that we create an awareness here in South Africa about women's cricket. Can you imagine what that's going to do to our women's team, our pipeline, sponsorship, viewership. I mean, that, that can go, for me, I can only see positive in that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I talk about this on my show every four years when we talk about the minnow sports at the Olympic Games. Suddenly, we all understand tennis. We all, uh, table tennis. We all <laughs> understand archery. We all understand, I don't know, beach volleyball, which we only watch once every four years. Cricket, yeah. could, cricket could change because it happens every two months. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a great example. I mean, you see people posting about the Olympics. You see people posting about this weightlifting, but it's always been a thing. And that's what I always say with, with cricket, especially women's cricket in South Africa. Make mm. it glorified. Make it something that people can talk about. But if it's done behind closed doors, it's kind of difficult to get the word out there. Yeah, let's get vaccinated. Let's get people back in the stadiums. That's going to help. All right, Denisha, I can't let you go without talking about your future stars. You're the one with the uh, the under 19s in the National Academy. Uh, th- you mentioned the pipeline earlier. Are they are they going through into the national side, or are the likes of Danae holding up your future stars? Well, she definitely is holding up there, but 
I'm glad to admit that, you know, after the Zimbabwe series, we got the likes of uh, Tasman, Nankulule, Kumlava, Nandumisa Shangate in that tour in squad, we can pay for the emerging pipeline. And as we speak, I'm actually at the HPC in Pretoria where I got the emerging team that's going to take, out, take on Thailand. Uh, on the 5th of September, we have five ODIs, three T20s. And I'm really excited about this because now we're exposing more depth in South African cricket, exposed to international cricketers, which is a fantastic place to be. Mm. A, a win, a series win over India in March. That was good news. Can we replicate this now against the West Indies? No, definitely. I have no doubt about it. Just, uh, obviously, the trip leading into it is really important. But just the inclusion of having our skipper back, having Chloe Tyrone in that, that's only going to make things mm. a lot more better. And that they did so well in the 100 competition. I mean, the confidence in that change room must be buzzing. What is, we've heard about the pressure of living in a bubble and we you know, there've been a number of cricket stars who who've said it's just really really difficult from across the globe i see india even mentioning it over the last week or so is there special preparation that helps the ladies when they go off now into a bubble in a foreign country look i think there's a lot of things that from a management point of view you can do um that you can do in-house it's very difficult to do anything outside the bubble. Uh, actually, you can't do anything. So in mm. terms of, you know, getting Xboxes, PlayStation, or creating games within a team, that sort of stuff will happen. But leading up to it, it's, that's something you just got to prepare for. Because, I mean, the best thing I can say is that we can host a two-week camp uh, where it's also in a bubble. But it, it's different when you away from your comfort, which is South Africa, touring mm. the another place, you know, hotel the whole time, go to the grounds and back. You know, it can it can be a lot um, a lot to take on and that's obviously dependent on the personality, you know, the personality traits. And you, you start hearing a lot of conversations about mental health now after COVID, you know, it entered our lives and and you know, I, I just think when it comes to mental health, maybe COVID just sparked a conversation. I think it was something that was evident and a long time there, but a lot of athletes kept quiet about it. Mm. But I'm, I'm so happy to see that people are talking about these issues. We've heard of cricketers who have pulled out of tours pre-COVID, saying that, you know, it's just difficult being away for months, away from the family. You know, you'll, you'll tour into India and then you'll go off to the Pakistan or, or off to the Wendy's in England and then only do you come home. So I guess it's good for you as coaches to finally be able to know that your players are speaking about it. No, definitely, definitely. I can... It, it, it helps so much just from a coaching aspect because now you learn to coach better. You know, maybe it's a certain skill that you wanted to introduce and you couldn't understand why it's not mm. working. So that gives you a great platform to obviously speak about it and, you know, have a chat about it. And what it really does, which I enjoy the most, it, it, it strengthens your team culture and that vulnerability and that trust in the team. And those are things you can't coach. But with the right culture in place, I mean, that, that's champion teams. Uh, you know, we talk about world-class athletes and now with COVID, that's exposing the the mental side of the game immensely. And, and suddenly the captains and the, you know, you always hear about the, the leader, the leader pack in a team, the senior players who will help the young ones through. That, that's exactly what, what has been spoken about all those years. Yeah, yeah, definitely, 100%. All right. Uh, okay, give us a prediction, Denisha Devnarian. What are we going to do against the West Indies? Okay, let's go 2-1 to us in the T20 series. And I'm going to go 5-0 to us in the Oof. ODI series. Okay. 
Feeling yeah. very confident, eh? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, Tanesha Devnarian, thank you very much. Head coach of both the South African Women's Under-19 side and the Women's National Academy. Uh, she's doing extremely good work there. Good luck to the Proteas as well. Tanesha Fenica, Chloe Tryon, uh, making South Africa more a forceful unit, it says here, according to their coach, Hilton Moreng. Good luck to them as well. Three T20s. It's due to start on Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. And then it's hectic. Tuesday, Friday, Monday, Thursday, Sunday. A couple of three weeks of cricket all squeezed together. Uh, USAFM, let's go to the Paralympic Games now. People's Republic of China currently leading the medals table. Great Britain and the Russian Paralympic Committee. One, two, three. Details of what happened today around the tracks and the fields with the BBC.